Welcome to First Formation, spiritual exercise for Christian soldiers looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join Pew Pew HQ every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Readings for the Feast of Cornelius the Centurion Acts 11, chapter 1 through 18 The apostles and the believers who were in Judea heard that the Gentiles had also accepted the word of God. So when Peter went up to Jerusalem, the circumcised believers criticized him, saying, Why did you go to uncircumcised men and eat with them? Then Peter began to explain it to them, step by step, saying, I was in the city of Joppa, praying, and in a trance I saw a vision. There was something like a large sheet coming down from heaven, being lowered by its four corners, and it came close to me. As I looked at it closely, I saw four-footed animals, beasts of prey, reptiles and birds of the air. I also heard a voice saying to me, Get up, Peter, kill and eat. But I replied, By no means, Lord, for nothing profane or unclean has ever entered my mouth. But a second time the voice answered from heaven, What God has made clean, you must not call profane. This happened three times. Then everything was pulled up again to heaven. At that very moment, three men, sent to me from Caesarea, arrived at the house where we were. The Spirit told me to go with them and not to make a distinction between them and us. These six brothers also accompanied me, and we entered the man's house. He told us how he had seen the angel standing in his house and saying, Send to Joppa and bring Simon, who is called Peter. He will give you a message by which you and your entire household will be saved. And as I began to speak, the Holy Spirit fell upon them just as it had upon us at the beginning. And I remembered the word of the Lord, how he had said, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. If then God gave them the same gift that he gave us when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, who was I that I could hinder God? When they heard this, they were silenced, and they praised God, saying, Then God has given even to the Gentiles the the repentance that leads to life. Psalm 67 May God be merciful to us and bless us. Show us the light of his countenance and come to us. Let your ways be known upon earth, your saving health among the nations. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. Let the nations be glad and sing for joy. For you judge the peoples with equity, and guide all nations upon the earth. Let the peoples praise you, O God. Let all the peoples praise you. The earth has brought forth her increase. May God, our own God, give us his blessing. May God give us his blessing, and may all the ends of the earth stand in awe of him. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 22 through 29. Jesus went through one town and village after another, teaching as he made his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few be saved? He said to him, Strive to enter through the narrow door, for many, I tell you, will try to enter and will not be able. When once the owner of the house has got up and shut the door, and you begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open to us, then in reply he will say to you, I do not know where you came from. Then you will begin to say, We ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I do not know where you are coming from. Go away from me, all you evildoers. 
There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth when you see Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the prophets in the kingdom of God and you yourselves thrown out. Then the people will come from east and west, from north and south, and will eat in the kingdom of God. Good morning and welcome to the Feast of Cornelius the Centurion. It's February 4th. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Imesville, Maryland. The readings come to us from the Book of Lesser Feasts and Fasts, and they include Acts 11, Psalm 67, and Luke 13. The Feast of Cornelius the Centurion is... um, is every year on February 4th, um, and I use the Lesser Feast and Fast when I have it, but I'll, you know, kind of draw from experience when I don't, or or just from the typical readings. Um, but Cornelius is uh, probably most well-known of the Christian soldiers in the New Testament. And I say Christian soldier because he is a Christian soldier who was baptized, he and his whole house was baptized. Um, and it's only recently in the last couple of years that we actually have some really good scholarship coming out about military activity in Palestine during the first century. Um, and so, uh, there's in, in Acts 10 and 11, we got kind of like Peter's summary, um, and the purpose behind the visit in Acts 10, um, which is essentially, look, you know, the, the kingdom is for all people, including Gentiles. Um, and we know it happens in um, Caesarea. Paul is summoned to Caesarea, which is the only Roman city uh, in Jewish on Jewish soil or Palestinian soil. Um, it is the capital where uh, Pilate and the other governors would have resided, only going down to Jerusalem when absolutely necessary. Um, and we hear that Cornelius is of the... I want to say the Italian cohort, um, and scholars have tried to figure out like what what can we know about um, about Cornelius. And there's actually quite a bit. He claims, or we are told, that he's from the Italian cohort, and that means that he is, you know, probably fair skinned. Think of, you could, if you think of someone who's European, that's him. He would have been th- seen as a foreigner. However, we know he's God-fearing. Uh, he uh, engages in, in, in philanthropy around Caesarea. He has, uh, he and the centurion from Luke 7 have built the synagogues and, you know, everybody speaks highly of him. Um, he has his vision, according to Acts 10, at 1500, at three o'clock in the afternoon. And that is the hour of prayer for Jews. It's the same time of day that John and Peter go to the temple because it's prayer time in Acts 3, verse 1. Um, and so he's he's keeping Jewish rituals, and he is um, said to be, as a God-fearer, it, you know, there's some debate about this term, but he's very likely something like a proselyte, which means someone who wants to be a Jew and, and does all the things except being circumcised and some some other things, maybe dietary restrictions are out. And the Jews of the time saw this as, you know, they weren't, they were Jews in name, not in, you know, in name, essentially, but like, 
I don't think they were allowed in the synagogue. I think they had to worship outside. Um, so the text builds him up as this um, benefactor, as this foreigner, fair-skinned foreigner, who um, who by all rights should be seen as suspicious. And he's in, and Peter is in the um, the Roman city, the, the capital city in, in Palestine. Um, <clears throat> If he's from the Italian cohort, um, he probably um, volunteered. Or there's only two units in Palestine in the area at this time before the Jewish War, um, and each of those were voluntary units, which were civilians, um, citizens. I'm sorry, who would volunteer for military service, but they were of generally low status. They were criminals. They were former slaves, but they were citizens, um, and so they could be a part of. The actual, you know, they were technically legionaries, but they weren't recruited and they didn't have much political aspirations. Um, so Cornelius is, uh, you know, he's a foreigner, but he's kind of like a low-status foreigner. Um, and he may either be, a, you know, currently a part of this unit, or when it says that he was a part of the Italian cohort or the Italian unit, um, it may very well be that he was a veteran or he's retired. Veterans, uh, uh, the term in, in Rome, veteran, um, meant someone who was within five years of their discharge, and they were technically reserves. They served as kind of backup personnel out in the colonies that could be called upon to serve in case an emergency called for it. Then after that, after that five years, they would be retired and there would be no obligation. So if... Um, if Cornelius was a part of the Italian cohort, it may just be that he's no longer in. And so we don't have to figure out what unit he's a part of. Um, but Cornelius, unlike the centurion of great faith um, in Luke 7 and Matthew 8, um, he's a foreigner. Um, but what stands out about Cornelius is that he is, in everything except name, a Jew. He prays at the same time they do. Um, he gives money, you know, um, he he also, um, however, exemplifies the Roman paterfamilias, where his entire household, um, you know, looks to him and follows his example, not as Lord, as Dominus over his house, but as, um, as, a, as a fatherly figure, as a good man. Um, and his entire household seems to be baptized, not because they fear him but because they you know they are they're one unit they're you know they're they love one another and they um have some clearly some respect for cornelius um and so he at the end of acts 10 um peter has baptized all of them and they are therefore the first gentile converts um if he's a veteran or an active duty soldier, he's also the first Christian soldier in the New Testament, you know, who's baptized. Um, the soldiers at Luke's baptism or at John's baptism and the the centurion of great faith each believe. And uh, I think that the soldiers at baptism are baptized, but, the, you know, it's usually either and, or I'm sorry, either or confession or um, baptism, ideally both, um, but one or the other is typically enough to satisfy what's thought of as the requirements for membership in the church. 
So Cornelius is um, this really important figure, not just in the narrative, but also for anyone who is a Gentile. This is, uh, he is the first person who is baptized um, into the the fully Christian church, no longer um, really a part of the, the Jewish faith because um, of the restrictions that they've that they've lowered, basically, so that Gentiles can can join. Um, and it's this foreigner whom a lot of people would have looked at rather suspiciously. If it were before the Jewish war, they most people in Palestine don't have an experience of fair-skinned Italian soldiers. Most of the soldiers there are going to be local, uh, recruited from the local populace, um, serving under the the authority of Rome, but being re- recruited locally. Essentially, they're part of what's called the auxilia, um, and the auxiliary troops were uh, promised citizenship at the end of their service, um, but were not Roman citizens themselves. Typically spoke Greek because everybody spoke it, um, as well as their local language. But only uh, commanders and centurions probably spoke Latin in order to um, understand the commands of from higher, basically. So that is Cornelius the centurion. Um, the church um, remembers him as a saint, um, and that's why the Book of Lesser Feast and Fast has an entry on him. Um, depending on which oral tradition you believe, um, most of them are, are, you know, there was several centuries that passed before these traditions developed, but some people believe that Cornelius was the first or second bishop of Caesarea um, and that he left the military profession. You know, it's probably not true because he's either a veteran or he was you know, very close to getting out if he had a family of that size. Um, But uh, we remember him as a saint and a Christian soldier because, well, that's what he is. And he shows us what it might mean um, that soldiers have been integral to our faith uh, from, from the very beginning. The Collect for Cornelius the Centurion from Lesser Feasts and Fasts. Oh God, who by your spirit called Cornelius the centurion to be the first Christian among the Gentiles. Grant to your church such a ready will to go where you send and to do what you command, that the prejudices that blind us might cease, and that we might welcome all who turn to you in love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for falling into First Formation, where Pew Pew HQ shares morning prayers for the humble, hardy folk caught in the crosshairs of God and country. If you like what you've heard, you can participate in one of the three following ways. First, you can support the podcast at patreon.com slash pewpewhq. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month, and you can cancel at any time if I ever piss you off. Second, you can become a co-host by recording a lectionary reading for a future episode. Instructions will be provided, and you don't have to be a grunt to collaborate with Pew Pew HQ in this or any way. Finally, you can also record and send prayer requests of a minute or less. Prayers can be included in the episode, read anonymously if you wish, or kept private for me to pray for off-air. So there you have it, three ways to participate in First Formation. I hope you'll continue to listen, even if I can't convince you to jump in. 
This has been Brother Logan Isaac, always faithful, always family. Semper Familia.